0: Um, Okay, so Parashit has a thousand different topics. I I don't know. I say this every week. One of my favorite Parashit Vayeshev has so many um, storylines. And they're so human and so interesting and so confusing and make no sense based on how we understand these people. Um, But the more we learn them, the more we understand people. Um, So what I want to do today is actually something... I don't think we've ever covered before. Um, but it's a, it's a window into one specific detail of the story that is actually, I think, very interesting. Um, so take a look at the begin- top of your source sheet. You just have the... Sorry, I didn't tell you. It's Paraclamid Zion, I think. I think it's Paraclamid Zion in, in Safer Bracius, which is close to the beginning of the story. But we're skipped ahead. Yosef has dreams. He's the favorite. He has special clothing. His brothers hate his guts. Because he keeps telling them about the store about these dreams and he does some type of like speaking Russian Har about them in some way. And Vilayah, brother Shalom, they can't they can't even talk to each other, right? They're like almost none in speaking terms. And uh, so what happens? So Yaakov sends Yosef to check on the brothers. Itself a very confusing thing, why he sends him, doesn't he know they hate his guts, does he know where this is gonna go? Um, Yosef has trouble finding them, but he persists and still goes ahead, and he uh, you know, goes to find them in, somewhere in Shrem. And so what happens? They see him from far away. So before he's able to arrive there, they, get, they start to make a plan to murder him. <coughs> Excuse me. And they say one to the other. Look at this uh, dreamer. You know, on his way. It's the first sarcastic comment in all of Tanakh, I think. Um, Right? Look at this guy who, you know, thinks he knows everything. Here he is, Mr. Dreams. So what should we do? Or it was was
1: prophetic.
0: Or it was prophetic, yes. Well, he had already had dreams, though, right? He was sharing the dreams with them. And they were, that's probably reflecting how they feel ticked off at him. Right? Mr. Dreamer, who gives us all of these... uh, you know, he tells us what he thinks about us, that we're going to be his slaves and he's going to rule over us, etc. So it's probably more reflective of their displeasure with the dreams that he tells them, as the Torah told us before in this story, right? That he, that he, um, you know, tells them the dreams and they don't want to hear it. And even Jakob steps in, and he's like, yeah, 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 no, whatever, like, it's not a big deal. Let's um, so just put the story sheet in the, in the chat, if you're... Um, so... So it's probably a reflection of their just distaste of everything that he's been doing with them and they just like had it with him already, right? But usually when people have had it with somebody, I don't know about you guys, like I've had it with some people at times in my life, I usually don't plan on murdering them. Um, but that's what they have in mind. So what, is, what do they say? About, let's pick a, let's take about Let's kill him and throw him in a pit. Throw him in a pit was not supposed to be alive. They're supposed to be thrown in a pit. We'll kill him and we'll bury him in a pit. And that's going to be the idea, right? We're going to leave him in a pit dead. And we'll say that an animal ate him. Right, and then we'll see what's going to be with those dreams. I'm reading and I'm reading all the, the, the pieces of the story here because I think because they're all going to be important in terms of understanding what's going on here. So Reuven hears and what does he do? He saves him and says, "Let's not kill him." Reuven says, "Adam, Ashlishu, so i You're right. Let's throw him in a pit, but let's not kill him first. He says, "I have a better idea. We're not going to actually kill him. We'll just throw him in a pit." How does, what, what is Ruven telling them to do? What do they think he's telling them to do?
1: Maybe to kill him
0: indirectly? Yeah, it's like, it's like grandma, right? We're not going to kill him, but we throw him in a pit, which is 50 feet deep, and he, what's going to happen is he's going to die, right? But at least, that we will say that we didn't kill him with our own hands, right? That's what they're, tr- that's what Ruvane's saying. I mean, going to, Ruven's intention is to come back and save him. We know that what's going to happen later. He's going to try to come back. But he's, what he's saying to them is, I know you want to murder him. You will get your, your, right, eventual Goal, which is that he's going to be dead. But we won't be the ones to kill him. Okay. So fine. They take out his clothing. And they throw him in the boar. And it's empty. Fine. And they sit down to have some tea. They sit down to eat something. And they look up and they see. They see a group of Yishmaelites who are coming from a place called Gilad. And they see that it's carrying all types of, uh, you know, uh, nice smelling things. I'm sorry. He sees that it's, uh, you know, they're carrying all kinds of wares. And they're in their caravan. Okay. And what happens? And Yehuda has an idea. Let's not go through this whole thing of killing him and covering it up. Rather, let's sell him to these Yishmaelim who have shown up. So now, Yehuda is, they think, doing even better than Reuven. Reuven said, don't kill him, let's leave him there, and he'll die on his own. Yehuda says, even better. Let's not kill him at all. Let's just sell him into slavery. Sell him to Yishmaelim, and he'll be gone. We won't have to deal with him, but at least we didn't kill him. Okay? And what happens? They listen to him. So now look what happens. So who shows up? Who shows up? The Midianites. That same people? They're different, right? Seems like different people, right? Okay, so now the Midianim show up. And what happens? And they are merchants, Socharim also. And they lift Yosef out of the pit. And, and they sell Yosef to the Ishmaelim. Who?
2: Midianites.
0: Okay. Okay, so one possibility. Or
2: the brothers.
0: Oh, uh, very good. Okay, here we go. Okay, this is where it gets very confusing. Right. They said, look, there's Ishmaelim coming. Let's sell them to them. Great, and what happens? Midianites show up. They take Yosef out of the boar somebody sells them to the Ishmaelim. the brothers do if that the brothers do why do they the need did the Did the right? who right? who who are the people who go ahead and make this sale via um, view and then they bring Yosef to Mitzrayim. okay so then Ruven comes back Yosef's not there he's very upset he tears his clothing etc this is what happened and they go through this whole thing now of making up that they're going to, to take the code and cover it in blood, etc. But then go to the last pasuk, V'amidanim ma'churoso el-mitzrayim. Who are the Midanim? Who would you say they are?
2: It's not
0: the same people from before. Ah, uh, so maybe it's the midyanim. Maybe it's the Midanim. Are these people from Midan? Are they from Midian? Who are, what? But they sell Yosef now to Mitzrayim le sri Okay? So if I would to ask you to tell me how Yosef got to Mitzrayim, I'd say, I don't, I don't need any Mifarshim, I don't need any Chazal, I, don't, I just need P'sukim in the Torah. <laughs> Somebody please tell me how Yosef got to Mitzrayim. What would you say? How would you construct that story? So
1: from shot it seemed like they... The brothers, they all sort of got to the conclusion they were just going to throw him into the pit. And then, when they were deciding that they were going to sell him to the Ishmaelites, a bunch of Midianites passed by, saw this guy in the pit. There were Mid- uh, Ishmaelites passing by, and they said, Let's just take this dude and sell him for 20 shekels. And they took him, and then Reuben went back to, I guess, sell him, and he wasn't there anymore, right? Okay.
0: The
1: shot.
0: Yeah, I would say maybe Reuben, Reuben still, I think he still goes back to save him. Because the story tells us that he had Laman had silo, or he wanted to save him. Okay, right? I
1: mean, it says he returned
0: onto the pit, but it doesn't say why he returned onto right, the Right, Well, in the first part of the story, <laughs> because, because he said, the story says Laman had silo tom yadam la shivo Right. He had in mind to bring him back to it I mean, he's basically trying to save time, moving. Okay. He's going to put him in the pit and make him back. But yeah, but everything else besides that, I think that's definitely a pshat. Now, that's definitely a possible reading, right? That they had in mind to sell the before they have a chance, the Midyanim find him. Maybe it's like finders keepers, they found Yosef, they have a slave. Now they sell him to the Ishmaelim, they get the money instead of the brothers. Right, the brothers never make any deal. The the, so was, doesn't, the
1: story doesn't make sense like that though, because where, where, where was everybody in this story that the brothers were so far away for so long that they left Yosef and another people came by and this whole transaction happened without anybody knowing what was happening. Okay, good.
2: They, they were eating their bread. Mm-hmm.
1: No, but how far away were they eating their bread? Well, I'll ask you a
0: question. If you're just... I, I don't expect anyone to know the answer from experience. But if you just threw someone in the pit and you wanted them either to die or to be sold as Where a slave, you you're probably like not hanging out right next to the pit. I mean, if you're like really sick, maybe you are, but if you're like a relatively good person and you've just done something pretty bad, you probably want to like stay far away. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just a possibility. Okay, but
1: they're, they're in... What, is, what, what, okay, not to be here, but what was the terrain? I mean, weren't they like an open
0: field? They're in Be'er which I is, oh, sorry, they're in Shechem. Um, What's the terrain like in Shechem? I don't know. I'm
1: saying like, were they in areas where if they went over the hill, they couldn't see anything that was going on, or was it an open plain where you could see people coming? This to is a line? very
0: good question. I don't know the answer. That's a good because question. That
1: makes a big difference too. You could go five miles away, which they didn't by foot. Let's be realistic. Were
0: okay, they? but maybe they went, maybe they, no, maybe they went a, a half mile away
1: a half a mile you could see a caravan of people
0: coming not if there's the trees caravan. and, and well, then, you know there's so terrain and Sh- you know by I, I think there's terrain it's not so it's not like even not you're in you're the, the, the middle road. of a desert well there's
1: hills you don't necessarily if you're on the other side of the field, yeah I'm there could be
0: hills and thing, things and you know you've been you've been like you know like a in and those areas like a lot of hills and th- you know you know even shalei like those areas a lot of hilly areas and th- all kinds of things going on I, no it's a fair question and we're gonna have to deal with it I'm just saying, uh, to put your, your, your construction of the story, your reconstruction of the story, Jenny, together, I think it's a fair point that you could argue um, in this scenario that that's what happened. That they went, they must have gone far away. Maybe Yosef, I think, I believe there's even a measure that says that Yosef was screaming to them to take him out. Which wouldn't be surprising that Yosef was screaming for someone to take him out. And they didn't want to hear that. And so they like, they like ran away. You know, they didn't want to listen to his like, please for help. Which makes a lot of sense. Of course, he was... Oh, by
1: the way, it says in the pasta and clappé, it doesn't say at all in this detailed story that, that they that they went away and ate their bread. It just says, and they sat down to eat their bread.
0: Correct. That's true. Right?
1: There's no, there's no... And then they, you know, it just this. they sat down.
0: Yes, I agree with you. There's a... There's doesn't, whole... doesn't... Yeah, Amy, go it's... ahead.
2: Yeah, isn't there... Doesn't it say somewhere later in the story that the brothers sold... Yosef
0: know, like after the pros come back to Yosef and they reunite or something. I think he says that to them. I think he says that I'm I, I believe that the, the Pasuk says that that Yosef says to them, I'm Yosef, who you sold to Egypt. I believe so. You know let's look let me look up really quickly. I think that's Yes, but we be fear
1: then too, right? Yosef was in the
0: pit. He doesn't know what transactions happened outside
1: the pit. All he knows is he was
0: taken out and... Correct. He, he could he
1: be just it. assuming
0: that. Absolutely. He assumed They said he heard them discussing them selling him, and he assumed that's... that's that was their idea. The transaction that they set up, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, what he says... Yeah, he says... And, uh, when they meet each other, <laughs> So it does say that you're right. But you're right. It doesn't. The fact that he says that doesn't mean that he's right. And it could be he assumed that. Well, I would assume it. If they threw me in a pit and then these guys show up and take me out of the pit, you know, they don't have to lift them up and like hand them over. They gave the money to the the, the, you know, the paid pay them, and then they come and take them home. You know, and they took them out. Um, good, but I think we're seeing already very quickly the ambiguity in this story So one construction of the reconstruction of the story is exactly what Jani said Right, the, they, they were planning to sell him Before they have a chance, Midyanim pick him up They sell him to Yishmaelim, Midyanim take him down You have to explain why the, the last line there The Midanim, sold him to Mitzrayim So it could be that it's, you know, the, the Midyanim You know, through the Yishmaelim sold him to Mitzrayim It could be that Yishmaelim sold him to these to fourth people the third group called the Midanim. That's possible also, and they sell them to Paro. But yes, that's definitely one possibility.
1: But does say in the pasuk also that they lifted up their eyes and they saw the caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilad? So clearly, they had a view of what was going on. Like I don't know how they could have missed this entire transaction taking place.
0: It could be they saw them. Maybe they passed them, and they said, "Oh, you know what, guys? When we're done with lunch, let's go find those Ishmaelites and let's make a deal with them." <laughs> No, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like, we're all at the rest stop. You know, they come. They stop over there. They're sitting over here. And we're like, oh, well, you know, let, let's make a deal with them. And then, in the meantime, they left. And they didn't notice. And then they're gone. You're, again, you don't have to say that shot. You can say a different shot. Which is, what happens? They they come and take him out of the, out of the pit. Why? Because the brothers made a deal with them. Right. The Midrash assumes that. The Midrash assumes that they sold Yosef for shoes. That's why when there's there's a... There's a Amazing Medrash that says that when uh, when the, uh, the 10 martyrs who were killed in you know, the whole reconstruction of this whole story which was not historically correct but did happen there were 10 people right, who were killed in the times of the Romans and they killed 10 Tamini Chachamim why? It was supposed to be a payback for the 10 brothers of Yosef who sold him so what do they do in the Medrash? The Medrash the, the says that they fill the room with shoes because the brothers had sold Yosef uh, for shoes But the meds definitely assume they did sell them, and many assume they sell them. But I'm just pointing out that if you just read the text, it's very unclear. Hmm. It's very unclear.
1: There's also a lot of what seemingly are unnecessary words.
0: What do you mean, Janet? Well,
1: who cares if they're eating bread? Why do we need to know about the bread? Why do we need to know that they lifted up their eyes and looked? It just seems... So it kind of makes you wonder if there is, if it points to somewhere else in the in the Torah to relate the story or something.
0: What about the what about um, the eating the bread it sticks? It sticks out to you the eating the bread. How does that rub you? Let me think it about it. What,
1: what do, it doesn't affect the story. Why? Why we it affects the story so to me? Because it's like they're cold-hearted. No cares
2: if they're eating bread or if they're eating stew or they're.
0: Well, eating, lechol, no, lechol lechem. sat down to eat. You know, is eat. is typically the code word for they sat down to have a meal, right? To break bread, right? So the, for those who are joining us more recently, I just put the source sheet in the chat again, uh, if you're interested. Um the
1: shows they have no empathy. Yeah, you know. like yeah it's, it's like scary,
0: right? It's like, holy cow, right? Um, like you sat down to have a meal, I get it. Like you do something out of like passion or whatever, and you feel bad about it later or whatever. But, like, you then sit down to have lunch? That is, that is hard. Right,
1: it doesn't even say they threw some bread into
0: the pit. For no, him. they did not. They definitely did not throw bread in that pit, right? They're just, like, cold-hearted. It's, re- it's very difficult to read. It's a very difficult story to read for that reason also. Good. So, so there's a lot of things that don't make any sense. But, but what's so weird, I think, is that, they make, that that the Torah makes the story of his sale so ambiguous. It's so hard to understand. So now I want to show you a few of the expla- explanations of the Rishonim who all argue with each other. What is really happening here? So take a look at source number two. Look at Rashi in source number two. Rashi says, um, Right? Basically, Rashi argues that what did we originally say? We said They said, let's sell him to the ishmaelim Right? And what happens? Right, we'll send to Yishmael, but who shows up? The Midyanim. And by the way, what was their plan? We'll send to the Yishmaelim, guys. Maybe the you know, like rest stops have a lot of different entrances. you know. So the Yishmaelim come and they sit. Maybe they haven't lunched near the brothers. Okay, they tell the don't haven't left yet. When they're ready to go, we'll make a deal with them. In the meantime, Midyanim show up from the other direction right? to, to, to get Yosef. So Rashi says, Zu This is a different group. Right, so he wants to say, Rashi says, What's the shot here? Yeah, they were going to sell him to Yishmaelim, but they, they didn't have a chance, even or they did, but they they sold him. It wasn't that the Midianim swept in, but that he was told, sold over and over again. Right? Look at Rashi. If you look back in the text, right? What did we say? We want to know who who took him out. So look at look at, at uh, 28. There were Midianites who passed by. Who did? Rashi says, the brothers did. The brothers took him out. right? And they sold him to the Ishmaelim. Look at Rashi. The point being that there was this whole, like literally a sale went back and forth of Yosef, maybe even in front of the brothers. They may have been watching it. Right, and they sell him to the Ishmaelim, and the Ishmaelim like, ah, we don't need him. You know what? Midianim, you guys take him. Right, all happening in front of their eyes, like a like a slave trade happening with their own brother, and they're standing there maybe, while it's going on.
1: Does the Torah, if the brothers weren't there, is the Torah doing saying all of this so that if, like, as a defense of the brothers, like, if they ever had remorse over what they did? And this is like in their defense that he was sold so many different times that they could never have tracked him down if they ever had remorse.
0: Maybe.
2: I was going to say even it could be the Midianim are a completely, a whole other group of people that along the way, the Midianim sold him again and maybe he was sold again and eventually someone sold him to Mitzrayim.
0: That could be also. That just, you know, pour salt in the wounds if you want to just talk about how bad this was. Like how how nasty is this? And look what happens to him. Uh, because of all this right and that's like a, a to, to me it, it, one element that is interesting in this whole story is just the um the fact that he's treated so, in such a dis, like a disrespectful way right the way he is impacted um is like so horrible and maybe the whole purpose of this you know all the details the back and forth here is sort of to kind of lay out just how horrible this was Right? That's, that's one possibility. And like, there's nothing else to it. It's just to teach us that point. Um, fine. But that's Rashi. But there's more. There's more. Okay, the Ramban, I don't want to read you the whole Ramban inside, but, but the, um, the Ramban believes they are all one. You know, the truth is, the Sforno says almost the same things. So take a look at source number four. Look at the Sforno. The Sforno says, Midyanim Socharim, Baalei Shoras <laughs> Gamale Haishmeilim that the Midianim and Yishma'ilim are actually traveling together in one caravan. And the Yishma'ilim drive the camels, the Midyanim do the deals. Okay, so like if you're the, the Midianim they are the, they're the salesmen. And the Yishma'ilim, they're the, they're the, they're the, the camel drivers. So, you know, they, they work together. They work together. So that's why Midianim and Yishma'ilim are both there, because they're really both one and the same, says Isverna. So what happens? Right. With the Ishmaelim, they did the they did the deal on behalf of the Midyanim, who were the real salesmen. Why are they staying away from the Ishmaelim? In the kitchen. Who are the Ishmaelim? The Ishmaelim
2: are
0: the are their cousins. The Ishmaelim are still relatives of the brothers. They know them. um, And they live nearby. They live nearby. So what do they do? They didn't want to sell Yosef directly to the Ishmaelim. They didn't want the Ishmaelim to see them, what they're doing with their own brother. They're going to hear him screaming, Guys, what are you doing? Don't do this to me. And so they sell him to the Midyanim who take him to the Ishmaelim because they didn't want the Ishmaelim to see because they're going to see the Ishmaelim later. They go to market, whatever. They're surrounded by... uh, right? by uh by these people so they don't want them to they don't want them to see so they sell them to them to kind of give themselves a cover also it takes you into like what's really so according to this shot what's the reason for midyanim Midyani, et cetera to also get into the psyche of the brothers while they're involved in this disgusting thing that they're doing they are embarrassed by it right and they and they want to they want to cover themselves to are they
1: embarrassed
0: time. by it, or
1: are they worried their cousins are going
2: to tell their
0: father what they did? Um, You're I mean, they're embarrassed. I'm assuming that if they live nearby and they saw themselves. Pen yakiru b'shivtam nufamim. I mean, the, the language is they, he's, they're concerned they're going to they're going to recognize them when they come back in their cities to, when they come to sell wares. But they deal, they deal instead with the camel drivers who they're never going to see. Um, interesting question I don't know you're right could it just be covering covering themselves they don't want to end up being in trouble okay that's possible you want to find out either way I
2: would say in the Pesach where they, they noticed the Yishma Eilem it does point out that they noticed the camels that they were traveling on so it could be, the, and then as they got closer, it's like confirmed, oh, the minyanim are the ones with the camels. So
0: maybe that. That's what he's, p- he's saying. He's picking up on that, the conversation about the camels. Yes, absolutely. This, again, but the question is, because the real question we have to ask ourselves, right? This is a question we're going to get to ourselves in the end here is, why do we care? How do we care? So what? Right? And the, there's a lot of answers here, to, depending on who you are, right? If you're... If you're the, the if you're Rashi the answer is right that they, um, um, sorry right they cheated him like cargo and right? they sold him over and over and over again and right? if you're the Sworno, you see that they're trying to cover their tracks right they, they're very sophisticated about who they sell them to and very careful about how they sell him because they don't want people to see what they're doing right so that they recognize it's not a moment of oh my gosh we didn't even think about what we're doing it was very, very thoughtful in a certain sense of what they're doing. And maybe that, again, makes it even worse. Um, if you take a look at, at the. Yeah, the Deep Ezra in Source Number 5 just says, are like interchangeable. They're like the same word. They mean the same. They, like, it, they're not really different. Fine. But the Chizkuni in Source Number 6 is something interesting, and then we'll see the Rashbam. The Chizkuni says like this, mm-hmm. They walked by the pit where Yosef was thrown in. The is amazing, right? And they heard him screaming and crying. So they, how did they find him? How did they know he was there? And so they heard him screaming. So they, they pull him out. And they sell him to Yishmael. Yishmaelim masruu lepikadon liyad haMidyanim v'nim kar l'potifar miyad shnei hen. Okay, so they made some type of deal with him, and they sell him on behalf of the two of them. Niskaim u'gimol mikraos haMidyanim machruos al mitzrayim potifar mikrazev v'yikneu potifar miyadi Yishmaelim, etc. etc. Why does it tell us that? Right? Why does it say that that, that the Midyanim sold him? If it wasn't really them. To say ayde garam garam tachem, right? That we that it was because of your Oh, oh, keep going. When it, when it says, uh, The positive we just read recently, right? He, he says he says to the brothers, You sold me to Mitzrayim. Why does he say that? You caused it, Yosef is saying. I know that you didn't sell me to Mitzrayim. You weren't in Mitzrayim. But you were the ones who caused this to happen to me. And let's not pretend that We'll just throw him in a pit and we'll have nothing to do with it. The answer is, of course you have something to do with it. The fact that you maybe technically would get off in court, that doesn't make a difference. I don't care about that. The Lekler of Chizkuni says, He says, The brothers didn't know this was happening. Says the Chizkuni. Chizkuni says, They left him in the pit, and they didn't know anything had happened. And they were planning on dealing, dealing with him later. They never, they never actually went through with the deal. And when you, Reuven shows up and he's gone, what, is, what does he think? And they all think? An animal must have killed him. Again, they're still at fault. They put him in the pit. But they have no idea that he was sold. And they didn't lie to their father. And they didn't lie to their father. He kind of basically says, after they saw their father responded, why did they never go try to find him?
1: Why would they assume an animal killed him when they saw other people around? It's
0: a good question. It's a good question. How
1: did a wild animal get all the way into a a deep-end and there's no evidence with no blood, with no blood? And and drag him all the way out? Right. Oh, please, Uh, they they carried a 200, whatever, uh, 180-pound man out of the
0: pit, what animal is so strong? and The whole thing is like oh, an apple. It just, There's I've been the, to the, the game system. reserve, okay? I've seen <laughs> the animals. It's a fair question. It's a good question. The
1: Chiscootie one, sorry, it's a good question. as long as they make sense.
0: No, it's okay. It's okay. This is why we go multiple op- uh, uh, multiple options here. Okay? So he, but he just says, so If they didn't know if he was alive or not, Why didn't they realize him when they saw who he was? When they saw who he was, you know, when they got to Mitzrayim, they met him. Why didn't they recognize him? So he wants to say, because they really thought he was dead. Okay?
1: What the, I mean, a better assumption would be that someone helped him out. Because, like we said, there's no blood, there's no, like, that? Could
0: maybe they has, so why do they assume that, that an animal came and pulled him out of the pit and killed him that right. way it's a fair point it's a fair point
1: period either
0: way it's a fair point it's a fair point no, that's right. what he says that's what he says you're right he doesn't have I don't see it's a good point I don't, I don't really see a like uh an argument he's making his argument so clear that for sure that's what happened it's a good point it's a good point I, I mean
1: I might be missing something but it seems like it's harder to deal with forget that there's no evidence they just decided to sell, to him. sell him yeah why does he, he say, say that it's a good him. question and then like then what happens they, they, they get down there and they're like okay well actually now yeah, he must be gone and dead
0: I don't know And that'd be surprising also it takes time for Ruben to come back etc it's a good point let's see what he says next you're right it's a good point we don't I, I'm with you guys on that one I think it's interesting that he says it that he says this idea that they didn't know who he was because he's he's bothered by a different question why they don't recognize him when they show up and they go look for him right like that that's that's his that's his that's that's his point if they knew who they were selling him to then they went to mitzray and they should be looking for him and then if they see him and he's on their mind someone they're trying to find then you would think they would recognize him when they saw him but but they probably look you could argue they never would have thought he'd be the viceroy that he'd assume he'd be a slave in, one, in, in the house somewhere. Not, not the person who's the vicer. Even if the vice looked like Yosef, there'd be no reason to assume it was him. But I mean, there are ways to get around that question. Okay. Another possibility. Right. They, they Maybe they planned this on Ishmaelim and the... Midianim show up and they just, so you guys take him. Why? Because they were embarrassed to have him crying in front of them. Just get rid of him quick. Get it done quick. The first, they, yeah, they planned the Ishmaelim. Midianim show up. You guys want him? You guys take him. Because I don't, we don't want to experience seeing him crying in front of us. Okay.
1: Friend, if it's his cousins, then wouldn't you make the assumption that they recognize him and they
0: knew who he was? I mean, the Ishmaelim are their cousins. Like they're, they're like they're cousins. It's not like they like. They don't, things come, like over things, like, they don't like come over for Thanksgiving or have like a you know, Hanukkah Zoom with them that they like know what's going on in their lives. But I guess they like recognize them. These are people that they would see around, you know, in theory. Um, so another reason to, again, be... Again, that was the... Svorna I think was back said that. then they're perfectly
1: happy to just sell each other yeah.
0: without... Yeah. Okay. People sell people all the time, I guess, you know. It was just a little less, uh, you know. But anyways, very, very interesting. Um... It's just it's just the whole thing is fine. Good. Um. But I want to show you one thing at the bottom there. Uh in the Rashbam. Look at the Rashbam. Okay? The Rashbam makes a similar an interesting point here also. Okay, there's a there's a positive in the Torah that says, Lo so al adam. You shouldn't eat, you know, uh, while the dam is still there in the animal, etc. So, Lo so al adam, he wants to say as a, you know, he's saying it's a cute pun. Right? They didn't want to eat while Yosef's blood is on their hands. Right? They, want to, they, they went far away, sort of to the point you're making, Jenny. They're like, they, they moved away so that they didn't have to feel the guilt of listening to him crying. Okay. The whole thing happened without them. The Ishmaelim show up, the Midianim show up, they grab him and take him out. Before the brothers have a chance, they sell him to Ishmaelim, he's gone. Right? They, they really didn't know. They really didn't know what, how, how it went down. It was their plan to sell him But it all happened so fast They didn't have a chance So how can that be? So how can he say You sold me to Mitzrayim If they weren't even there? Meaning if Yosef Was standing in front of them And crying And they sold him So fine, I get it Hashem You saw me to Mitzrayim You saw me crying You saw me yelling and screaming And you said Take him And you, and, and you, and you handed me over To these, to these evil people But according to this shot, They weren't even standing there They threw him in the pit And the Mitzrayim showed up So what do you want from them? Doesn't matter Says the, the Rashbam, it doesn't matter that he didn't, they didn't actually do the sale. And the Rashbam by the way, is always looking for the simple pshat. And the simple pshat, like we said from the beginning, when Jenny you gave your explanation, was that if you look at it, they see the Ishmaelim, they them show up, they pick him up, they the Ishmaelim, gone. The, the brothers are finished. The brothers are not part of this conversation. And the Rashbam says they weren't. They weren't there at that point. They threw him in the pit. This all happened because of them, but they didn't actually do it. And says the Rashbam, so how can, they, how can he say, you sold me to Mitzrayim? Because the answer it was them who sold him to Mitzrayim. Would they, be, would they be, you know, again, sentenced to death, whatever, for, 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 for selling him? The answer is no. Right? But it doesn't matter. Right? This seems to be the, the very simple understanding. Right? That's got to be what really happened here, um, and he says if you want to say that that they that they really did something to, to the Midianim, so they t- they gave the money to the Midianim, and The Midianim went and, t- and took them out of the pit themselves. Fine, but what's so interesting is right if this is true, they didn't do anything. We are told forever, right, that that's our Other stories of of uh, why we end up as slaves in Mitzrayim. Why do we? What what does karpas mean? I don't know if I've like told you to this shot before. So there's, a, there's a Rabbeinu Manoach, one of the Rishonim, who says, the reason we dip we dip, uh, karpas right, in, uh, in salt water is what? It's not to remember the tears as for the slaves in Mitzrayim. What is it? It's karpas, is short for ketona pasim, for the, the, the striped coat of Yosef. That we say at the Seder, that we ended up as slaves in Egypt for 430 years, why, or 210 years, whatever, why? Because the brother sold him to Mitzrayim. Wait, well, I don't understand why car past though. Why does carpasta represent? It's like kaf peisamech. You deal with the rage okay. Carpasta ketonet pasim. So
2: they still plan to sell him. I mean, it's still a pretty serious thing and dramatic. Of like, we're gonna get rid of him, and then like, look what happens when you actually, you know, not necessarily to say that their thought, just by having a bad thought, it's actualized. But like, well, just a bad thought. They did start the whole chain of events. They did throw him in the pit and walk away or sit nearby and hide, they are still pretty much at fault for, for something pretty big in
0: Jewish history. Yes, they are. And that's exactly the point. Everybody, Golden has, a, has an article on this topic, and he asks exactly that question. He says, he says, why is it so vague? Just tell us what happened. Hashem knows what happened. That's for sure. Kadosh Baruch Hu knows exactly the course of events. It's not unclear to him. So why does he tell it to us in such an unclear way? And the answer he gives is, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how it happened. It doesn't matter if it was the mid if it was this guy and that guy, if they were there, they weren't there. It doesn't matter. It was their fault. They did it. They made this happen because they hated him and wanted to get rid of him. And in the end of the day, they are held responsible. I Don't, don't give me a technicality. Don't give me uh, circumstantial evidence. Don't give me any of this excu- every excuse in the world. The bottom line is they are held responsible for what they did, even though they didn't even, maybe they didn't even do it at all almost. Right? They didn't sell they didn't they didn't make a deal, they didn't sell him. Reuben was ready to come back and pick him up. It didn't happen. And then the maybe some of the other brothers, right? The, what happens afterwards, right? Is the very next story is, is Yehuda and Tamar, right? But Yehudah, Yehuda and so the the the, the Maharashim all well, say, "Why say by Yehuda Yehuda goes down?" Says Rashi quotes a Medrash because all the brothers said they all looked up to Yehuda, and when Yehuda said, "Let's go, let's 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 kill, let's get rid of this guy, let's let's sell him," they all said, "If Yehuda says it's okay, then we're on board," and none of them stood up and said, "This is wrong, we're not going to do it," and because Yehuda was, they all looked at him afterwards and said, "Yehuda, what did you do? You convinced us. We didn't want to do this." Look at our father, he's, crazy. He's, he's he's done. Our father is in shambles. And it's all your fault because you did this. But the bottom line is, it wasn't just him who did it. It was the rest of them who did nothing. And the fact that they did nothing is what led Yosef to, to go where he went. And all of Jewish history changes as a result of that action. But it's not just of the action, it's the result of the inaction. And maybe that's sort of the point here, that there's so much going on and none of it involves the brothers. Why? Because the point is, no one did anything at a certain point, point. and once they took the first step, and never, no one stood up and said, "I'm, i I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step in here." So this is what happens, and and the medrash bears this out because it's a beautiful, amazing medrash by Reuven. Go back if you go back to the to, to our original uh, first, you know, first um set up psukkah here. What does it say? Pasuk Chaf Aleph, Pasuk 21. heard And he saved him from their hands. He says, we're not going to kill him. Right? Don't kill him. Okay? Did, did Reuben really save him from their hands? He did sort of. They didn't murder him because of Reuben. But what happens anyways? He still gets sold. Right? Because what could a Reuben have done if you really wanted to save him? He's the oldest. This is wrong, guys. We're not going to do this. Stop. He didn't do that. He goes like, okay, let's put him in a pit and I'll come back later and I'll hide from you and then I'll show up in the middle of the night and I'll pull him back. Well, too late, Reuven. With all your hezbening and figuring out and I couldn't how to do it without anybody knowing because you were too embarrassed to step up and do something, Yosef's gone now. Right? Look at the Medrash. Amarib Yitzchak Bakat Diakut Shemoni. I'm Rabbi yitzchak, it's like after the after reverse. You guys see it? Umar, kisha adam mitzvah shalom. A person does a mitzvah, do it all the way. Why? If Ruven would have known and the Torah would say about him, and Ruven heard and he saved him. The Torah is telling us what's happening in his mind. The Torah is giving edus on his mindset. If Ruben would have known what the Torah was saying about him, what would he have done? He would have picked him up on his shoulders and carried him home like a hero. right? If he would have known what they would say about him later. Meaning, if Ruben had the gall, the real gall to step up and really do what he wanted to do, he would have stood up and said, this is wrong, guys. We're not doing this. And it's the, More, they say, about Boaz the same thing. Aaron and Cohen. People who... Wanted to do something all the way and they did it sort of. Reuven did it sort of. And because he only stood up sort of, he failed. Um, and he didn't he didn't fulfill what he could he couldn't fulfill his potential, which was to really save you, to really save Yosef. And the truth is, this is the story of the entire story of the brothers, right? It's always people like hemming and hung, I don't know, whatever. Maybe I should, I don't know. Right? And who's the only person who eventually steps up? It is eventually Yehuda. When Yehuda finally steps up and says, First, He learns a story with Yehuda and Tamar, and he steps up, he says, come many, I was wrong." He really learns to say, "I'm sorry, I'm wrong. I got to stand up for myself," and embarrasses himself in front of his whole community, and says, "I'm wrong." is the same Yehuda eventually says to his father, "I'll take care of Binyamin, send him with me. I'll be the one to take care." Reuven fails there too. Ruven says, "If I don't bring back Yehu- Binyamin, you can kill my two sons." a very bizarre thing to say. Like it's weird, like what's going on with Ruven? And then later, when they go down and Yosef plays his trick on them, and it's going to take Yosef Binyam, as a slave, what did Yehuda say? "This is all my fault. I got it. It's on me. I'll be your slave." Right? Take me instead. It's Yehuda who learns the lesson that Ruve never learned, right? that Ruve never learned to stand up and say, "Let's do, let's do it all the way. Let's do it all the way. And it's because of that, that Yehuda becomesmahus. Mahus Israel comes from Yehuda. Mashiach comes from Yehuda, also comes from Yosef who also learns, again, how to stand up. Yosef eventually learns lessons also and changes who he is. But it's this entire story, I think, of the sale of the brothers, which seems to be this like hemming, hawing, I don't know, was it them, was it these guys, was it like It's almost like they're all pointing fingers. It wasn't us, it wasn't us, it wasn't us, it wasn't us. And that whole story is exactly why Yosef ends up in Mitzrayim. And And it's why in Jewish history we continue to to pay for that, uh, to, to pay for it and to continue to tell the story and remind ourselves of the story and tell the story over and over again of what can happen when people refuse to stand up and say, this is wrong. We're not going to do this. This is not the right way to do things and blame it on, well, I didn't really do anything. It wasn't really me. Um, that, that, that story leads us in bad directions. And it's when people are able to stand up and say, it's me many, she's right and I'm wrong. I did the wrong thing and now I'm going to fix it that we find ourselves in a much better place as a people. So that's what I think is the, you know, the real the real story here. Um, it's it's not about the details, or the details, you know, reflect the lack of uh, clarity because some that we use it as a as a shield to shield ourselves from responsibility when the Chazal are clear that uh, the responsibility falls on all of them.